Hello, Hello sister, sister brewers. brewers. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have Brie with us. Yay, welcome Brie. We've been waiting and anticipating for this episode for so long. Very I long. can't wait to finish up with it so then we can listen to it every time we need to. So yeah. uh, Brie, thank you so much for taking your time to come on here today. Um, we'll let you introduce yourself uh, and and by doing that, we'll start by asking you, you know, if you would be open to share how you started on your spiritual journey and um, just share a little bit about yourself, whatever you're, you're comfortable sharing. Sure. Well, good morning. Thanks, gals, for having me on. I've been super excited about this for a while, too. Um, so my spiritual journey has been layered. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone's is. But, uh, I, you know, when I think back, it's sort of fragmented. I think... Um, yeah, well, first, I guess I should have introduced myself. That's okay. <laughs> like, hey, you like, everyone. Um, I'm Brianna. <laughs> Bri. Everyone calls me Bri. Um, I am, I actually just hit, I'm 17 years um, stable in remission from brain cancer. Wow. Um, in 2006, I was diagnosed with a um, malignant, rather aggressive brain tumor. Um, I was fortunate, though, that it was operable. And, you know, I was treated in Boston and, you know, I like to say sometimes that I owe my neuro-oncology team my life. And I'm very fortunate that I live so close to Boston and having the healthcare accessible to me. So I think, you know, when I think about when my spiritual journey began, it was probably when I was a kid, um, you know, ignoring all those, what I see now as signs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, always feeling a little different and out of place, <laughs> preferred to be around animals and in nature more okay. than other kids. Um, you know, I always found, you know, talking to animals, you know, just always made me feel at home. Um, you know, and I shared earlier before we started recording, always being near water. You know, my mom likes to tell a story that when I was young, probably two or three years old, they would, you know, we would go to the beach as a family and I would just sit in the sand and play for hours. And whenever they took me home away from the beach, I cried and oh, cried and cried. So, you, so you know, the, the joke there is the water. <laughs> so there was the long running, you know, adage that since I was young, I, I should have, I could have been left on the beach and would have been fine. <laughs> That's your mom. <laughs> probably, money. you know, the, the ocean calling me home. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, like Moana. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, I love it's that. funny because, you know, my, uh, my, my daughter who's, you know, grown and out of the house now has two kids of her own, you know, has often say, you know, sometimes I, I do look like Moana. I, I have no, a Native American that. background that, yeah. you know, I'm currently researching and trying to get as much as I can about it. You know, that's on my father's side. And, how far have you, how much have you found out recently or anything like that? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, I think we've, you know, it's a, sort of a, a solo journey trying mm -hmm. to figure this out. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately my father passed very young at 56 oh, okay. Um, but that's also woven into my spiritual journey, thanks to Julie Vinson. Um, I know yep. she's a friend of the Sister yep. Brewers. Yes. Um, but that's, you know, part of, you know, I'm 
jumping all over the place. I apologize. No, no, no you're, really you're free to speak about whatever you want. Yeah, to. whatever comes to us, you know, it's like that's the beauty of this. Yeah. You just and spirit is always there guiding us, right? We just don't see it, but it's always there guiding us to tell us what we need to say in the moment. And whatever exactly. comes to you, just spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my dad. Um, I remember when I was young. You know, him and my mom had given me a book and I remember it was called Dare to be Different. Hmm, and, I you know, I, like I said, I struggled with, you know, fitting in. I didn't have a ton of friends. Um, I was always that loner. Um, yeah. But I, I had a, a social group because I was a dancer for a long time. Um, but we didn't know a lot of my dad's family growing yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Um I had heard when I was younger, you know, there was, you know, Native American blood on our side and, you know, all of, you know, that, that good stuff. And I didn't get into it, honestly, till probably just a couple of years ago. Um, you know, gosh, what is it? 2017 or 2018 when I met Julie, it was through a mutual friend and she did one of her mediumships okay. and sure enough, it was my dad that came through and the way her mannerisms just took on his. Wow. And this was something I I had never like dabbled in. I yeah. I will say I wasn't a believer. <laughs> I, you know, had my own way of feeling, you know, since my dad, I was the one that had found him. Yeah. Um, you know, and didn't understand the whys back then. Yeah. It was a year and a half. He passed away in 2004. And it was a year and a half later that I was diagnosed with my, my brain stuff. Wow. And so when I look back now, I say discovering that and going through that process with him sort of set me up to know that I was strong enough to get through whatever life challenges were thrown at me. Absolutely. And um, yeah. And when Julie did this mediumship and, and he started coming through, it, it was kind of a joke. Um, so during the, you know, being the brain cancer survivor, I wear gray nail polish quite often. Um, the awareness color for brain cancer is gray. It's tied to the gray matter in your brain. Um, so that's why a lot of the campaigns, you know, during the month of May say gray matters. Um okay. And so, you know, now in my journey, that that is the purpose of my journey is to bring awareness and advocate for the whole population. Um, there had been a few months that this bottle of gray nail polish had gone missing around my house. And I was very accusatory towards my husband saying, stop hiding it on me. And I go to, you know, redo the nails and I couldn't find it. And he'd say, Brie, you probably just put it somewhere. Now, Mike and I have been together 24 years, so we like to say we've grown up together. So yeah. we have that playful aspect with each other. And I mean, this went on for months, like arguments. Where did you put it this time? And he would say, Brie, you probably just lost it. Well, nope. Through that little mediumship that Julie did, it came out that, oh, no, it was my dad that had been hiding the wow. nail polish all around, wow. sticking it in drawers and laughing about it. And that's, that was my dad. He had, you know, the greatest sense of humor and I am lucky enough to have that myself. Yeah. And so that, that was really funny. Um, and then the other thing, you know, that had come through was just 
I, because I, I was like, you know, self-proclaimed daddy's girl. Um, I was the son he never had. He took me, you know, I had been to baseball stadiums by the time I was 12 that, you know, people don't ever get to see in their lifetime. But, you know, I was always curious, you know, once, once you're gone, like, do you know what, what happens? Like, did you know that I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and that I had, you know, it was almost a 13 hour procedure to remove it. I was fortunate enough. Um, but it was simply just what what he said was, who do you think held your hand through it? Oh, my, oh my gosh, God. that's beautiful. Just got goosebumps. I, yes. And I mean, I and Julie will tell you, too, that I am forever changed from that because it gave me answers to why someone in I mean, he was in the prime of his health yeah. at 56 years old, just gone. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we were left to sort of deal with that you know, what comes after that. And, you know, that having that being open to that with Julie, you know, really brought me some peace and really got me, you know, what, 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 what else can, you know, I learn about this. And so I think that was probably, you know, a big catalyst that threw me back on the fast track of getting into this. Um, you know, throughout the years, like when I had, you know, the brain cancer and I was going through my, my treatments, I had a, a radiation technologist who during my radiation sessions would, you know, show me breathing techniques mm-hmm. to sort of calm the anxiety, you know, get through it, so to speak. Um, and so that was what I like to attribute my first dabbling of breath work. Too. Oh, so breathwork is a big part of me now. Um, the side business I have is Breathe with Brie. Yeah. Um, it sort of, you know, has a nice, a nice ring to it. I, <laughs> I hope, it, I, and my hope is that it grows big enough so that I don't have to work a regular day job. But right, right. we all know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all the same ball with you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. Um, and so, like, that was really my first. Before, you know, I knew what mindful breathing or breath work really was. And, you know, that sort of helped me compartmentalize where I wanted to go. Um, You know, with... Sorry, just cut off for a minute. I was just going to say, so in a way that um, did the breath work, is that something that gave you the strength to keep going? Because I feel like it's such a... You know, you went through such a, you know, hard time and, and a lot of people will not be able to, might, they might find different ways to cope with things. But what do you think, you know, gave you that strength to keep going? Was it the breath work or was there, was that one of the main things maybe? Back then, no, actually the breath work wasn't. That came into play probably within the last three or four, four or five years. Oh, um, Yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I got on the fast track with some things. <laughs> yeah. um, but back then, you know, I, I really have to attribute to, you know, I had a, a situation in my personal life where something very negative had happened. Um, a, a dear um, family member, my mother-in-law, unfortunately, had passed away oh. around the same time that I, you know, was going through. Wow. Right when I was just recently diagnosed and, you know, I was all the doctors, you know, 
there. I was young. I was 25. I was healthy. Um, So they treated it aggressively in the hope that it will never come back in my natural lifetime. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I just, I'm a fighter. I've always been a fighter. And I, I looked at it like, well, I'm, I could go this way and give up and, and let the cancer define me Mm -hmm. or I can fight. I have a lot of life to live. I'm not done yet. I'm just getting started. And so it was a constant awareness of that. Um, The support of my family, you know, I've talked about my husband, Mike, my mom, I have a sister, um, friends. And back then I had a dog, um, Ginger, and she, (laughs) she was my unofficial therapy dog. So she came into my life very serendipitously. It was actually a birthday present for my husband (laughs) the month before I was diagnosed. And she just... Uh, I can't even, she just got me through my treatments. You know, when I was doing the radiation and I was home, it didn't matter what I wasn't doing. She was right there. Wow. If I was napping, she was napping next to me. Oh. If I got up to get a drink or go to the bathroom, she was right there making sure I was okay. If I shut the bathroom door, she found a way to get in wow. because she was just <laughs> always attentive to me. And then as soon as Mike would come home from work, then she bounced. She was a boxer, so she had a ton of energy. Then she would bounce all over him. Okay, daddy's home. Now let's play. Yeah. But wasn't there. She was taking care of me. Wow, that's beautiful. And then in 2016, nope, 2017, she was 12 and a half. She had taken a, a turn for the worst. Oh. And I got to... And this is why it's serendipitous. I got to take care of her as her health declined in six months. And we we said our goodbyes. She put her paw on my hand, licked my hand very slowly. And I just looked at her and I said, it's okay, honey. I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay. You can go. Oh, oh, oh God. I mean, it's, I still well up, but she was just, she was, she was my heart dog. She took care of me and she that still does. So amazing. It's, it's amazing the kind of energy that yeah. pets have, you know, it's whether it's a cat or a dog or whatever your pet may be like, just that comfort that they give you, you know, their energy is just so pure. I just yes. that like they choose you. Like there's yeah. a reason like this dog came to into you. your yeah. life at yes. that point. A hundred percent pets choose us because there's just, there's no other way to explain it. I I a thousand percent agree. She's definitely one of the big reasons that got you, you know, like <laughs> that gave you the strength, yeah. I, w- I would say, right? Yep. A, yeah, and I so much so I, I have a tattoo. Oh it's um the infinity symbol, which is ingrained on my soul. Um but my tattoo is it's my continuous journey. So it has an infinity symbol, but it has the word fearless and the oh, L is a gray ribbon for the brain cancer because that's how I've approached this journey, this brain cancer journey of mine, trying to be fearless. Yeah. Um, And then woven into the infinity is a heart um, with a paw print in the initial G. She was part of my journey and always will be. Oh, that's that's just, and I say that's my grounder now because I'm still going to Dana-Farber for treatments every six months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have my MRI scans and, and I actually trace the infinity. 
when you're there. When you're there. Wow, yep. that's amazing. So that helps ground me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we, it's so funny. We all have find a, something yeah. that works for us, you know, to ground us. And what better way, right? To yes. <laughs> ground. Yep. yep. To honor her and, you know, how she helped heal me and still does. It's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that yeah, with thank us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank Personally, you for allowing me to. Like, I love the way you you think of this journey. Like, a cancer is, when you say cancer, it's a very scary word. So, like, when you bring it yes. up to someone, they, right away, they're like, you know, whoa. Like, you know, let's not bring that into conversation. But the way you, you look at it is so beautiful because you see it as, like, um, fearlessness you know you see it as I can push forward even though it's it's a very hard thing to go through you always saw like the positive light through it so if you don't mind me asking like how did you feel the moment you found out that you had um cancer scared yeah um you know it's it's an unknown Uh, I'll be honest we I knew what cancer was. We had had it in the family. Right. Um, but like I said, I was young. Um, yeah. I had had a few blackout episodes that my primary care at the time had just chalked it up to low blood sugar. Mm. And I rem- I will never forget the night that I learned it. I was at the gym. I had been working out. I was on the treadmill with my trainer And these blackout episodes would, my hearing would go, my vision would narrow, and then I would drop. And I was on the treadmill and I got the sensation and I just stepped off. I turned and I looked at her and I said, I'm gonna, and I dropped. Wow. And so ambulance came, took us to, you know, the ER. I had told Mike, go home, feed the dog, because we had just gotten ginger like three weeks before. Wow. You know, my mom will bring me back to the gym to pick up my car on the way home. Like, nothing serious, but I yeah. need to get this looked at. I need to figure out what's going on. And then we had uh, a doctor with zero bedside manner come in and tell me after two CAT scans and three MRIs that I had a very large mass on my brain. Wow. And, I mean, what do you do when you hear something like that? You, you yeah. get it. Okay, well, what does that mean? And he turned around and walked out. And my mother, God bless her, <laughs> she <laughs> weren't even admitted into the hospital. This was in one of the side rooms in the ER. Right, so yeah. she whipped that, whipped that curtain open and went out to the nurse's station and demanded that someone else come back in, that we were just dropped a bombshell yeah, and need to explain to us what was going on. So fast forward a little while later and a a resident had come in and he just said, you know, I understand, you know, this is, this is what we're looking at. It is, it is quite large. It's sitting behind your right eye. Um, But we don't know. We don't know what this entails. We don't know what this means. We just know you need to be admitted. And then the, the neuro team will come in and assess you. So the, the scary thing about, I mean, all cancers are scary, right. but yeah. the scary thing about brain cancer is there's not a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. There's like zero. Um, so that is part of my journey too now is, you know, I work with different organizations on, you know, we, we, we write to our, our congressmen and we go to Capitol Hill and, you know, present 
you know, bills to have chemotherapy drugs paid for people who don't have insurance. And, and so, you know, back that night in the hospital, I can remember my husband's aunt saying, if you can get this doctor, he is the number two neurosurgeon in the United States. I'm not kidding you girls. That next morning, that was the surgeon who walked in my hospital room. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So divine intervention right there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. You know, what he said to us was, we're not going to biopsy it to figure out what's going on. It's large enough. It just needs to come out and we'll worry about the rest afterwards. (laughs) So there was many different emotions because my only sister was getting married the following weekend. Oh, geez. I was her maid of honor. So, you know, taking it seriously, but I guess in hindsight, not taking it seriously, we were like, okay, you know, can I be discharged and go to the wedding? Like, I'll promise I'll come back to, you know, have surgery and and deal with it. But like, life is going on. I, I didn't want this to define me. Yeah. So luckily, I was able to go to my sister's wedding and we did you know, uh, plan the surgery for, it was like the Monday or Tuesday afterwards. Yeah. Um, I, I was very scared. I will say during that time, I, he, the neurosurgeon had given me a book, you know, sort of about all different things about brain tumors. Um, and I, and I read it. I mean, I, from the get-go was knowledge, knowledge is power. I, I need yeah. to know everything. You know, now at 44 years old, I know more about the brain than I ever wanted to know. But it is pretty fascinating. Let me tell you that. I'm sure. So um, there was a, a time where Mike had to disconnect the Internet in our house because I'll, I'll be honest, I, you know, you read worst case scenarios. Yeah. But I do nothing crazy all the time with Google. <laughs> yeah. Like Google can be great, but can also be very bad yeah absolutely i'm like oh it hurts here like what's happening oh my gosh let me google it. and then it's like you've got this and you've got that and I'm like oh my god so sometimes yeah that's the problem we all think we yeah. can be doctors yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i i mean i did i i knew nothing about the type of tumor i had and i i had myself dead you know in in a week and you know fortunately for me that wasn't the case um I, I was misdiagnosed from the beginning, um, through a local hospital. So my initial, um, pathology, I guess, came back. It was a benign sort of middle who grade, um, one type of, I won't get too much into the science, one type of cell. And then, you know, oncologist was sort of like, well, we'll treat it how you want to treat it. You know, we don't have to do chemo. We don't have to do radiation. And my family and I, because it was Mike, my mom and I, who had gone to yeah. the appointment, were just like, no, you're the professional. You, you yeah. should be telling us that. Like, well, what? That makes no sense. <laughs> no. So we left and went back to the neurosurgeon and said that we wanted a second opinion. So off to Dana-Farber we went. And, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm shaking now as I'm telling this because I don't know that I would have done that if it weren't for my family pushing it because yeah. I know what that meant. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute 
at 25, 26 years old was very scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the oncologist I saw spent six hours with us that first visit to make sure that, you know, every question or thought we had was discussed. He did not agree with the pathology. So they have a, like a tumor board of like board of doctors, like 30 different neurosurgeons. So what they do is they look at the genetic markers of your tumor and they test that to know what treatments is going to work best for you. Oh, wow. So they're serious over there. They're not just like, yeah, sure, we can do this or that, or, you yeah. know, pick and choose from our selection of choices. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's knowledge that I've, I've carried through and I, and I pass mm-hmm. along now in working with clients or talking with, you know, friends and family or, or people, because there's no one, it seems, that hasn't been touched by some type of cancer. Absolutely. And, and that brings me actually to our next question, which I want to ask you, do you offer services for cancer survivors or even those battling right now? And, you know, I'm sure people probably reach out to you. Do you get a lot of people that reach out to you for guidance or support or um, what is it that maybe you, you know, anything specific that you may offer to those battling or, or surviving? So my, I, for years, I have searched for what my mission is. Mm-hmm what my purpose is. And it's funny, this is happening now because within the last year, I've really been able to hone down and define exactly what that is. And for me, my personality, my brain cancer journey, my life's journey, it is to inspire hope. And if, if I touch one person doing that, I, I feel like I've, I've done what I'm, I'm here to do. Um, I, now I do do the, the breath work. I do um, mindful breathing. You know, sometimes breath work can be a scary term. <laughs> but um, I've, I've gone through, um, you know, my, my own sort of formal education and my own um, journey of education, I guess I'll say, just by through, you know, reading spiritual books, um, you know, I've, I, I work with an organization. It's called Camp Sunshine. Oh. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's in Casco, Maine, mm-hmm. and it's a retreat for families with life-threatening illnesses. Oh, okay. um, so they, they do multiple, you know, diagnoses. You know, they have lupus. They have, you know, Boston Children's Hospital has sessions. Um, and I've done their, their brain tumor weeks for oh. six years. Um, and what that has afforded me, you know, not just to share my journey, but to be this pillar of hope, not just for the kids, but for the parents Absolutely. and the parents will talk to me and ask me, you know, about my journey, but also my opinion on, you know, what side effects of treatments or how to get through this and, you know, mainly how I'm, what I'm showing is how to be your own advocate. Yeah. Um, and, and the one, the big takeaway I, I love that I got from this place is, you know, we, we have a, a slogan, a, a tagline, or just a phrase we like to say is, you know, I hate cancer, but I love the beautiful people it has brought me to. Yeah. That's so I had so many experiences in people in my life, you know, from this whole journey and it's, has turned into, I'm, I'm now working 
with Dana Farber. I am, I was just asked this past fall to be their sort of lead advocate um, patient for, it's a research program, it's called GROW, and it's glioma specialists reaching out with support. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I'm doing through that, working with Dana Farber, is I'm doing the mindful breathing, I'm doing visualizations. Mm -hmm. I write my own visualization exercises that are very effective, and I, I share them with Patients, I share them with my personal clients that I work with through Dragonflies and Amber and Douglas. Yeah, um, I'm doing distance Reiki. I'm doing in-person Reiki. That's awesome. You know, I'm I'm taking, you know, stuff I learned from energy medicine school, and I'm using a lot of that. And you know, I, I'm I'm often too just in in ear to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that. Sometimes that's all people need, you know, yeah. just to just somebody to give them hope and, and, and talk to them through, through that difficult time, because definitely, you know, it can be scary. No doubt about that. Um, and what about, um, your education? Like what, um, so in this process, I'm sure you're also educating others, but what education have you also received throughout this journey? So I, um, (laughs) it's funny when I talk about it being layered and trying to find my purpose. I did, um, I started out doing yoga. And so I did a year and a half of yoga teacher training school and then decided that's not really for me, but I, I learned, you know, tools to deal with anxiety. You know, I, I liked the restorative yoga. So the calming more of the breathing. And that's where I learned a little bit more about breath work was in, um, that yoga teacher training. I also did the, um, it's UMass Medical School. They have a center for mindfulness. And so they had done, they still do a program, um, the Mindfulness Stress-Based Reduction. It was um, through John Kabat-Zinn, who's a big, you know, meditation guy. And, you know, I've done that. I I, I did, you know, energy medicine school for a couple of years and, you know, had some experiences there, you know, I had a a big moment. um, And one of our weekends there that, you know, I never expected, but I had been, you know, levitating. And, you know, it just after that, it some of my spiritual, you know, like I said, it was fast track, some of my spiritual gifts just clicked in, I, you know, was experiencing premonitions. That's amazing. What? I said, I'll have to look into that because that, that's just, wow, you really need to to see it, to believe it kind of thing. You know, it's like you have to go through that and, and to do these classes. It's so important in, in any type of field, right? So even the spiritual work is the same way because some people think, you know, she's going to wake up one day and just poof, it's going to come. And you ha- it's like a muscle. You have to work at it. You know, you have to educate yourself. You have to practice. And so that's that's amazing. Yeah, you know, you, you get in what what you get out what you put in. Absolutely, yeah. And and sometimes you get more out than you expected. Because yes. <laughs> yeah, then I'm I'm calling. You know, I go back to Julie Vincent and some of my other, you know, classmates saying, you know, are, are you hearing things like you know I was the Claire audience kicked in, yeah. then you know premonitions and you know it just and I was like, oh okay, like this this is it. Like I it just got me so excited and. Yeah, now you know I, I'm, I, I, yeah, I continuously. <laughs> sorry, I get excited. No, you're yeah. good. I I read a lot. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm someone who there's always, you know, continuous learner. There's always more to learn. Yeah, um, book recommendations from, you know, every spiritual guru that I, yeah. you know, comes down to me and, you know, I, I, I take what I can and I pass it along. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I feel like I've, I've come to, you know, a spot in my life where I know who I am. And for so long, I feel like I, that's what I struggled with mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable, you know, not letting the brain cancer define me, but finding the balance on how I can pay it forward that I am still here yeah. and I can provide hope. So, you know, in, in my spiritual life, cause it is sort of, you know, that medical piece is hardcore human and the spiritual is the other realm of the spectrum. So finding that balance, you know, is, is interesting at times. Um, I I've done, you know, education wise, you know, I I like to do a lot of um, shorter courses, certificates in things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've, I, I have a certificate in brain health, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to help balance that. But, you know, I'm, I, I just can't stress enough. I'm, I'm just that continuous learner that yeah. I'm always looking at opportunities on how I can, you know, better myself, how I can apply it in my own life. I don't take a course just to take a course yeah, to right. say I have, you yeah. know, this just yeah. this certification, you know, I'm, I'm looking more now right now in my life to do more with like animal Reiki mm-hmm. um, just because of how I am, you know, with animals yeah with those guys <laughs> yeah, that's amazing i mean you and you're a great resource uh, personally i think you're a great resource for those um you know battling um cancer but even anybody who wants to learn about breath work because you're so knowledgeable i mean you've taken the time to really learn and yeah. um you know if that had never happened to you you would have never gone down this path i feel like because you know there's always two paths that we can choose yeah. but um the, the certain events or things that happen in our life will definitely steer us to the direction that we need to take or that we're here for. And you saw it as a challenge and, and look at you now. I feel like, you know, it's just, it's something to be celebrated. Thank you. And I'd agree. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you, you said something where there was, you know, two paths, um, and I, it just went out of my head. This happens a lot too. <laughs> okay. I'll come back to you. <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go with that. Well, maybe this uh, Alexa's question will help you maybe. remember. <laughs> because it's... No, you're oh, fine. I did. I just remembered. <laughs> go ahead. So we like to joke around that that absent-mindedness comes from my tumor. <laughs> but um, you know, just aside from the cancer is, you know, everything that comes along with that diagnosis, the treatments is a lot of anxiety a lot of depression. Um, So, you know, what I do with the breath work, you know, the visualizations, the healings and all of that tackles so many different areas. So, you know, I just had someone reach out to me who lost a a family member and was looking for breathing exercises for grief. And so I do a lot of work with people who just have anxiety, regular anxiety. It has nothing to do, you know, with a medical diagnosis. So while that is what I draw from and I share from, Mm -hmm. it is so universal. 
Definitely. And is very much needed in the world right now. Oh, definitely. 100%. I feel like depression and anxiety has skyrocketed. And, you know, some some people have anxiety and they don't even know they have it until yeah. they stop and they're like, oh, wait a second. Like, I feel like even in my life, like that's, I feel like COVID really changed my perspective. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like 100%. And this last three years, I've been really connecting with myself again because it was always like, go, 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 go. And I had two kids under, like, two under two. And, um, you know, I had them really quickly. So then by, you know, by 2020, I was, like, exhausted. And I didn't even know it because I was just running on fumes. And then you come out of this, (laughs) you come into this different world of slowing down. You're like, wait a second. Why do I feel like I always need to do something? Like, it's like then you get anxious that you're not doing enough. And it's just, you know, and it's just in, in... it's very, very much needed to just stop and breathe and collect yourself. Um, it's, I, I didn't even know how to breathe before, you know, I, I stumbled upon therapy and, and Reiki and all these different things that you guys offer dragonflies and amber. It's just, it opens up your eyes to a whole new world. So I feel like it's very important that you said that, you know, you don't have to wait to have, um, uh, you, you know, a medical condition or something big to happen no just simply being overwhelmed and and having yeah. anxiety and depression I, I feel like it's it's the right time to to reach out <laughs> yeah and you know you mentioned you know COVID and that changed the world yes yeah. you know it's it's interesting because I've had a lot of kids for clients in the last mm-hmm. couple of years because yeah we we forget how to breathe we're, we're yeah. not doing it and you know unfortunately for those you know, those little, little guys, you know, 10, 12 years old now who were eight going through, mm-hmm. you know, COVID and isolation and having to do school from home. Yeah. You know, I, that is a whole other avenue that I never would have thought of, but I love working with the little kids. You know, they, they allow my inner child to come out. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, you and know, those- we do. Ocean breathing with shells and, you know, all different types of things. It allows me to tap into that side, too. It takes you back. It's like, let me just relive this again. No, yeah, you're more more mindful and, you know, you're more present. They help you realize, okay, I need to be present. I need, you know, and it's like with my kids, I tried to do as much outside as I could, as much activities as I could outside. It was like, oh, my gosh, we're like reconnecting with nature. We forgot just taking a walk is nice, you know, and we had nowhere else to go. So like all we had was our backyard and (laughs) our pavement in the house. So we're like bringing back childhood games like hopscotch or stuff like that that we had forgotten about. And it was just it was amazing to be a kid again with them. So I, I totally can resonate with that. But yeah, no, that's great. It's like if COVID taught us anything, we all needed that time to slow down. Exactly. You know, I had a a couple of mothers who were in sessions with me with their kids who actually told me afterwards they got just as much out of it as their child did. (laughs) And they didn't know they needed it. Yeah. (laughs) So going back to the breath work, though, how do you start it with a client? Like, are there different types of breath work that you give to individuals depending on what they need most? Or how does that work for you? Yeah. So, you know, I'll do workshops, you know, in a general sense of, you know, educating what is breath work, um, you know, give a little bit of the science behind it. Um, 
talk more in a sense of mindful breathing because I'm, I'm catching on to, you know, though breath work is the, you know, appropriate term, it can be intimidating to some people. And that's really what it is. It's the intentional use of our breath. So it's mindful breathing. So I'll, you know, start off, I always do sort of a grounding exercise whenever I'm doing a workshop or a private session. Um, when it's a workshop, I will, you know, target maybe three or four different exercises or patterns. Um, I can tell you there is probably a breathing exercise or a breathing pattern for every ailment you could possibly think of. Um, I had just done, you know, sort of a compiled a list of ones that I've done for an open house we did at Dragonflies in Amber recently, and there were 46. Oh, wow. And that's sort of scratching the surface. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So when I do work one-on-one -on -one with someone, um, you know, we'll talk more in depth about, you know, what concerns they have, what ailments they're experiencing, um, you know, and I'll and I'll play off that. You know, I'll sometimes use my own life experience, um, or you know, breathing exercises or, or patterns that I've done for those same ailments that I have found mm -hmm. helpful for me. Um, I've been told on occasion, yeah, no, I don't like that one. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't like to, you know, people are, can be self-conscious about what yeah. they look like when yeah. they're breathing. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, another thing COVID taught us. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was doing virtual sessions, I, I could say, you know, you can shut your camera off. You know, yeah. I don't because I'm demonstrating it. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, there are certain exercises that, you know, you, you have an audible breath and you have to, you know, stretch your mouth wide open. And, and it's really to get the most impact out of that exercise. Because if you're holding back because you're worried about what you might sound like or what you might look like, it, it's not going to be effective. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Um, so I, you know, if I'm doing virtual and someone's uncomfortable, I, you know, now I address that first. If you're yeah. uncomfortable, just tell me. We can yeah. turn your camera off. <laughs> or if we're in person, we can, you know, shift our chairs so we're not facing each other. But I'll always demonstrate first. And then we do a couple practice rounds together. And then I, I'll count out for them. Um, I have a, a steel drum that I like to use to, you know, count off because it's it's different than my own voice and it's soothing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and so... Yeah, I'll go through some exercise, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a little Q&A, you know, going on. And, you know, I, I've been asked things that, you know, I don't know. And, and again, that's sort of where I feel like I've grown so much in my own life is I've become comfortable saying, you know, I don't know that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to find out now. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need to know everything. I feel like yeah. a lot of people don't right. even get into something that they love because, oh, I don't know this, but what if they ask yeah. me this and I don't know this. But that's that's the whole point. You're going to learn as you, you go, learn. you know, and you don't yes. need to know everything, all the answers. That's beautiful. No, it would become boring very quickly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If like, you oh, knew everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've seen a lot of this. Um, breath work sometimes I've seen people in videos let's say laying down and they're breathing and then they, out of nowhere something or suddenly they'll start crying um is that does that happen with with your clients or is that something that you gear towards to just kind of like release you know yes um 
more often than not. And that's exactly what it is. It's the release of whatever tension or emotion that has pent up. And, you know, I I just did a, a workshop with a friend of mine last week and we were doing, um, we did grief and anger, and then we did fear and shame. And during the fear and shame one, one of the girls started to sob. Wow. And it was just working through emotions she hadn't dealt with. Yeah. And, you know, personally, I mean, my first breathwork class, I bawled like a baby, because you're opening yourself up to healing that you didn't even know was a thing to heal from. Yeah, yeah. So what do you mean? I can breathe and heal from pain or hurt or fear or, you know, insert ailment here. Um, but that is, and you know, it's, it's not a one and done that sort of, you know, starting off is, you know, that intense release of whatever emotion is that we're focusing on. Uh, yeah, that's- it doesn't always happen. There are some that, you know, I've had clients just laugh. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, you <laughs> that's know, it depends true. what you've yeah. been holding inside, yeah, you know, yeah. because. Right. Right. It, it's your body tends to when you're going through, you know, whether it's the visualization, the breathing um, to react how it needs to. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you're open to letting that process see its way through you. Yeah you may experience the anger i i you know recently working with someone realized i had been holding on to anger that i wasn't aware of so it's beneficial for me too working with you know different people on different things because it opens me up to you know things that i'm still healing from and we work through it together win-win yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> well i can't wait to actually take one of your classes yeah. um just about done with all my kids' activities. You know? <laughs> I can't wait. For my <laughs> and then I'll be more free. So I've been looking out to see when you're going to have the yeah. next class at Dragonflies in Amber so I can take because I'm really curious what's going to come out for me because I know I've been holding a lot in. And sometimes I'll forget to breathe, which is really bad. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't breathing. Oh, my God. So then I'll like let out a huge breath. Yeah. And, but you don't realize that you're like thinking of something or you're nervous or you're driving somewhere that you haven't been before and I'll freak out over parking sometimes but <laughs> so I'm like yes. not breathing oh. until I find a parking spot and then I'm like oh my god I wasn't breathing this whole time so it definitely and and then I feel like it rests on my body for a long time yes it does yeah it does absolutely and that's sort of how you know sometimes I I open up is that if you visualize a baby, you know, they're breathing from their bellies. They're, they're not tainted, you know, by life yet. They haven't had any ups and downs. They're just, they're breathing naturally. And you look at most adults and we're walking around shoulders up or we have terrible posture. And that's because we're not. The shoulder, I know. (laughs) My shoulders, I'm like, oh my gosh, she has never tense this whole time. (laughs) And that's so funny because as soon as I say that in a session or a class, that's what everybody does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Well, this whole time we talk about breathing, I've been taking some big breaths because I was like, oh, I forgot to breathe. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like that constant reminder. Oh, my gosh. It's because we're perceiving all the threats around us and focusing on all of that rather than focusing on just breathing through whatever is going on at that moment. 
exactly. And just being relaxed. Yes. <laughs> relaxed. Just take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could have one superpower, what would that be? Teleportation. Oh, I love it. I like that. I like that. I would choose that too. I like that. Yeah. Really interesting. I, you know, there are just so many places in the world I would love to see, and I'm not really big on flying. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's my husband. He doesn't like to fly, and I'm like, I want to go everywhere. And he's like, okay, let me think through. <laughs> yeah, that's my husband and I, too. We want to go everywhere, but we had um, an experience on the way home from our honeymoon that oh, we basically said goodbye, like, I'm so glad we at least got to marry each other. Oh, oh no, you're joking. Yeah, it was over Logan. It was through a thunderstorm. It was lightning, thunder. They had prepared us for a water landing. Like, it was very, very scary. And it was middle of the night, so you see all the lights flashing outside. And, I mean, when we finally did land, it's it's gross, but when we, you know, got out of the airport at, you know, in Boston, we're literally kissing the ground because. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, when my, the airplane will land somewhere, my husband's like the first one to get up and start clapping. He's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he looks at me like, well, we made it. I'm like, okay. I don't blame you for kissing the ground. I would too. I know. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, teleportation that I could go anywhere I wanted, whenever I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a very, very good one like to have. Snap of a finger and you're in Paris or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the Amazon rainforest. Get me there in Brazil. If you want to see a certain animal that's in real life, but just for a second, just yeah. snap your finger and that's it. Yeah, exactly. You never know. You never know. I feel like there's always a... never say never. You never say never. <laughs> exactly. You never know what could happen in the future. Yep. I'm... But. Brie, you do have a very beautiful journey and you have a beautiful story to share. And we thank you for sharing with us because it's it's honestly very inspiring because you're a very strong person. Uh, again, from what I see, what I heard, like if I, if I were to put myself in your shoes, I would automatically think like I can't do that. Like that's just like when you're not in the moment, when you're not doing it. It's, it seems impossible, but you make the impossible seem possible, if that yeah, makes sense. Yes. So thank you so thank much you. for sharing your journey. And if you don't mind, do you have a message that you would like to share for anyone that's battling right now or, or going through a hard time in their life? I would just say you you don't know what strength you have inside of you until something is put in front of you to test that. And... Yeah. Don't give up. You know, it sounds sort of cliche, but That's just lean on those around you for whatever support you, you need. If you don't have someone, call me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I do. That's what I do. That's amazing. No, the, definitely. No, like I said, that's just inspiring hope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they say hope. Uh, is the last thing to die, you know? So it's yeah. like, that's what keeps you going. And um, I feel like the universe never throws anything at you that it doesn't think you can you actually can. conquer, yeah. right? Yeah. So I yeah. feel like that we're all, yep. all of us have different journeys and different things that happen in our life because we're meant to go through that. And, you know, if, if that's what takes us back home, then let it be, right? Yeah. But at least, exactly. at least you are fighting and you're learning a lesson during that fight, whether you make it through or not. I, yeah. you know, I 
And, you know, I, I just say, you know, my journey is my journey, but everybody has something in their life that exactly. they, you know, can use help with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, before, before you go, just, um, I know you've talked about the services that you offer, but if you want to just, is it, if there's anything else that you want to share about what you offer and how anybody who's interested to take your classes or to work with you can reach out to you, what's the best way? Sure. So um, my email, I'll just say it quick, is B as in boy, M as in Mary, B again, and it's, well, it's my last name, Barassa, B-O-U-R-A-S-S-A at Gmail. Um, you can go to the Dragonflies and Amber website. Um, my bio is there. Um, it goes through all of the services I offer. All of my contact information is there and you can reach out um, through the website uh, to arrange a private session or see what workshops or classes I have going on there. Um, if you're interested in, you know, working with me outside of Dragonflies, um, you know, you can find me on Facebook. It's Breathe with Bree. Um, and on Instagram, it is watergirl3078. Awesome. And we'll obviously tag all those, you know, yeah. um, hashtags on our uh, little description for the podcast as well. So people can find you easily. Uh, but, you know, if anybody is not able to, that's, it's good that yeah. they can actually hear it as well. Um, so we will we'll tag you everywhere. And yeah. we always tag Dragonflies and Amber. So, so there's no way you guys <laughs> can you, you can't miss Brie. You cannot miss out. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so thank much. You so I much, truly, Brie. we truly appreciate, yeah, you know, really you do. sharing your, your story and your journey and, and helping others. Actually, yeah. that's, you know, that's huge. Helping them get through it with all the knowledge that you've acquired. You being here is like a gift itself. So yes. it's like, thank yes, you so exactly. much. Oh the world loves you. So. <laughs> oh, well, I can't thank you both enough for having me on here. It was, you know, very nice to meet you. It's, I always love to share, you know, my story, my journey and, you know, just and keep we, inspiring hope. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Well, we can't wait to meet you in person very soon. Very yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Brie. We'll say our goodbyes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Bye-bye. Have a great day. You too. Okay.